Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, and I'm here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, no kidding. So today is the Monday after Thanksgiving. If you're catching this, the day it pops up in your in your feed. And uh, this is not the day we normally publish a podcast, but we're doing something a little different. So if you look in your podcast feed, you actually should see three shorter than normal episodes. And we are all about gift guides today. So Right there in your podcast feed, there are three episodes. Right now, we're going to talk about gift ideas for kids, older kids and older kids through kind of age 12. Um, there's also an episode in your feed with Katie and I who talked about gift ideas for babies and toddlers and preschoolers. And then one more, Megan, that we did on teens and adults. So yes. three bonus episodes. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited about this because every year I feel like we want to cover gifts and sometimes we do, but we've never so intentionally broken it out by age and really paid so much attention to it. And gifts can be hard to buy. They're really so. hard to buy. And it's it's also fun. I always enjoy brainstorming gift ideas because I feel like even if you don't necessarily get your exact ideas from listening to us today, it might jog your memory and, you know, you might yeah, think of and, something else. And I have, I have to say, I've consulted a few different people in trying to like brainstorm this. And I'm always amazed at what people who aren't me come up with because I'm like in my track and I have my eye on what I'm looking at, but I'm not always looking at, you know, all the things in the world. And so people who have different kids who are into different things or people who have different interests have very different ideas. So I feel like we've got a really well-rounded um, group of suggestions here. Totally. And as always, you're going to want to head to the show notes at themomhour.com because we're going to be talking about a, quite a few products in a short amount of time. This will be about a 30, 35 minute episode. Um, so you don't have to write it all down. You head to the show notes at themomhour.com and you'll get links to everything we talk about. So we'll make it nice and easy for you for your shopping. We so. will. And and a few of those links we should probably point out are affiliate links. Yep. So if it's a great way to support us with no extra cost to you. You just go there and we get like a little cut of... Uh, of the of the profits <laughs> right say, exactly like, exactly <laughs> and these are the these are the things we'd be recommending anyway but if you do purchase right. by clicking through on our show notes a little bit goes to us and that helps our show so thank you for that 
Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code themomhour15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. So we're going to move kind of quick here, kind of. Gift so are we going like back and forth? Or yeah, let's do go I do back and my... forth. Let's okay. go back and forth. And again, um, we said at the top of the show, this episode is focusing on I'm going to call them like big kids. So like six to 12, Mm -hmm. Katie and I, uh, that episode is babies through preschool. This is your sort of kindergarten through sixth grade age bracket. Yeah. Yeah. You and I both have multiple kids in this age range. Um, and then also in your feed is an episode on teens and adults. So right now we're focusing on those six to 12 year olds and uh, Mm -hmm. we're just going to go back and forth and, um, give you some ideas. So why don't you kick it off, Megan? Okay, so I will say I, this is one of the most difficult age ranges to shop for, in my opinion. Um, kids don't play with toys like the way they used to. Right. I don't think. I feel like kids age out of toys much sooner than they used to. Yeah. And so with every kid, I found myself right around the age of like seven, eight, going, "Oh man, like what, what, what do I get them?" So yeah, <laughs> the one go-to I've always found is whatever the craft of the year is. And <laughs> I know. What I you mean, mean. It's, you know what I mean? So like, for example, it was loom bracelets for a while or loom crafts. I guess you could yep. make more than bracelets. Yeah, out rainbow of them. Loom. For a while, it was friendship bracelets. You can go to it. I don't know if you have five below. We do. Are, we just Sarah. got one and I have been wanting to try it. I, I don't okay, know what it is. It's kind of like the dollar store, except everything is like around five bucks. And okay. I think the idea is everything should be five dollars or less. But I swear I've seen stuff in there that's more than five dollars. But for the okay. most part, 
Everything is $5 or less. And I love it because it's a great place to find trendy stuff mm -hmm. that's cheap. So like it's a great place to go for birthday gifts, for example. And so I feel like if you go in there and kind of like they always have this as seen it on TV stuff. Okay. Kind of yeah. Like up behind the counter. Yeah. Um, it's a great place to kind of go scout and see what the what are the kids doing these days? And right. I'm honestly not even sure right now what. Right. Uh, what the craft of the year is right now. I haven't really been paying that close of attention, but I well, just slime. Feeling... Slime is big. Slime kits okay. are big by me. Is oh, slime... that's so true. No, yeah. slime is big like, too. And like, make your yeah, own slime. Yeah, yeah. Mike, make your own slime. So I bet you, if you went to five below right now, you would find a $5 or less slime kit. And it's the kind of thing, every time I do that, I feel like my kids are happy with whatever yeah. it is. And it's one of those, it's also stuff that's like cheap, but still big enough to wrap. Yeah. So it's not like a key. It's not a stocking, stocking stuffer. stuffer. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's a so, good one. okay, that's my first suggestion. And I think that also can cover a pretty wide range of ages. Like often you can please anything from a six to a 10 or even right. older right? Um, with something like that. And I don't know if you found this too, having, you know, a boy and a girl in this age range, but I have found that my kids equally get into, it bugs me when crafts are branded as overly girly yes. because crafts are just make, it's just making stuff, right? It's just right? making stuff, right? So, um, that's another tip too, just because I have a girl and a boy in this age range is they equally end up drawn to it, even if it maybe is yes. gifted to the girl for whatever Absolutely. reason. Um, so yeah. And I will also say, I think some of that uh, is, is lessening. I think that like when, when loom bracelets were really big, it was yeah. no one who wanted them more than anybody right? in the house. Yeah. And, the yeah, boys it was got totally, totally acceptable. And yeah. I feel like it was marketed equally to both. So, I do. I agree. Yeah. Things are changing a little bit. I agree. That's, that's a great point. Okay. So my first recommendation is an actual like brand product. And, um, these are snap circuits. So snap circuits are like basic learning, basic electrical circuits. And if you haven't ever seen them, it comes with a little board, maybe a little bigger than like a piece of paper. And then it comes with these little, I don't know, these little doodads that if you put them on the board in the right order, electrical things happen. So it's, it's like basically beginning <laughs> like, things. yeah, like you can make yeah. stuff light up, you can make sounds, but they follow, you follow instructions. So if you have a Lego builder, if you have somebody who likes to build, and follow instructions. It's like that, only it's basically like beginning engineering. And I don't get it because it's an educational toy, but it it really does appeal to that sort of like engineering mind if you have a kid like that. Another thing I like about them, they have multiple different sets and they do work together. So you could sort of add to your collection, but it, they don't take up as much space as like Legos. It's not going to be like the next thing that you need 50 bins for. It's the type right. of thing where you might have a couple sets. I just keep them in a little bin. Um, and Reed will go back to them and get them out. And uh, it is a little hard to explain if you don't know visually what I'm talking about. But um, they have all different ones. And the brand that makes the most common brand is Elenco. It's E-L-E-N-C-O. Again, all this will be linked up in the show notes. Um, but Snap Circuits, I would say probably age six or seven would be on the low end unless it was like a, a kid who like had mastered building with Legos and was really into sort of following instructions and that kind of thing. But they're a great gift and they get played with all the time. I love it. Well, this next one of mine um, plays right into that as well. And I had never heard of this before um, this weekend and someone was telling me about it. It's called Raspberry Pi and that's Pi like P-I like. Okay. The number 3.1415. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, raspberrypie.org is where you can go. And they are little like mini computers that are like, like in a little box, three inch by three inch. Mm -hmm. And you can use them um, to program stuff. Okay. I will admit right now, I don't really understand programming <laughs> and how it actually works, but I looked at this and it, what's really cool is you can start with a starter kit that's quite cheap, like, you know, like 30 bucks or something. Okay. And it has an HDMI um, 
port that you can right. plug into your television and, and make games and play games and stuff. There's also a USB port so you can um, have a screen, mm -hmm. a keyboard, mouse, whatever. But you can like create robots. You can do all of this cool stuff. And the neat thing about it is there's this great um, community behind it too. So it's really about teaching kids how to program. So I if you have a that. kid who is yeah. interested in programming at all or they've you know, had had their like Owen took a class a few years ago. Um, it was like a Google Plus coding. It was like it was a club that was at okay. a school, uh -huh. and he learned just the basics, like yeah. you know how to code something to uh, move right up, uh, like a line up right. and down or whatever. It's yeah. kind of like the next step after that. So if you have a kid who's just kind of starting to get into the idea of coding and programming, this like opens up this whole world because they can use it to create real objects that do wow. things or games you can actually i guess play minecraft using it i'm not really sure wow. how that works but there's so you can start with a very low but you can also buy entire kits okay where there's like a case for the raspberry pi okay. you know, operating system or whatever that would be called and then you can sometimes they come with screens sometimes they come with all the cords like you can basically you can start low or but and you can also add on. add on yeah and and there's all these like little you know it, like there's this whole thing that i had no idea existed um this whole like culture built around yeah. this product and everything that you can do with it. And it's all, it's Linux based. Okay. So yeah. So like, that's something that I, I know like Cody people understand that and I yeah. really don't, but I'm nodding. I'm nodding big, as if I understand. Well, it's, yeah. it's open source. Yes. So there's like endless software that can be used right. with this. And, and there's well, the thing that's cool about like open source and Linux is that the pe people are so passionate about keeping it that way mm -hmm. that there's a lot of sharing and yeah. a lot of collaboration and stuff. So I'm totally, that's like on my list for Owen now because it would be perfect for I'm him. definitely. And I also, gonna you can like check it, this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other cool thing about it that I think is is neat for kids who are, I don't know, I think Reed would probably be, and I think it probably would usually be for slightly older kids, yeah. but I think if your kid is really technically inclined, it could work right. for a younger kid as well. I want Owen to use his intense focus and love of technology yes. for good. Yes. And not just to like plug into a video game all day. Right. And I feel yes. like this accomplishes that. Amen. I'm like, yeah, I'm right behind you there. So I'm definitely going to yeah. look into that, even if it's for a couple years from now. Ooh, that was a good one. Right. Okay. So I'm going analog after our after Ooh, our um, electric <laughs> circuits and coding. Um, and so my next suggestion is some kind of big book of weird facts. So hear me out. Do you remember looking at the Guinness Book of World Records when you were a kid? Oh, and no. Like, like, yes, I totally remember that. I yes. like obsessed over it a little bit. So... Now there are many options, but we have a couple series. So there's one called 5,000 Awesome Facts, and it's a National Geographic series, and they're big. Like, it's it's big like an encyclopedia, and it's full-color, um, you know, images. And we have 5,000 Awesome Facts 1, 2, and 3, which would make 15,000 Awesome nice. Facts. And then there's also <laughs> a series. That's a lot of Awesome Facts. That's a lot of Awesome Facts. <laughs> and then there's also the Ripley's Believe It or Not, which makes these same kind of books. And the Ripley's ones, uh, some of them are, like, really kind of weird and gross. But the kids really get into this I think there's something about this age range where it's like world records and like just kind of they understand by this age about like what's true and what's not true so if you give them these facts that are true but sort of off the beaten path and amazing right. I feel like there's an appeal for that and and the books are impressive to look at and you know they make great gifts because they're a little more expensive maybe like 22 dollars or something mm -hmm. for these big books so um, if you like to give books and maybe aren't like aren't sure if what novel they're into or that kind of thing, I think these have universal appeal and they just I don't know, they just hang around in my house and 
kids are always looking at these big books of weird facts. I love that. And I feel like every time we've had a book like that, that's just full of random stuff where you could just open, like it's like built like a coffee table book. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it's to like. look at mm-hmm. and you can just flip it open and always find something interesting to talk about. Yes. This yeah. is reminding me of the Christmas that I was really, really broke. And so I went to a flea market and I got everybody books from this like <laughs> dollar bin flea market. And the book I got for my sister was a pictorial, um, like a textbook of skin diseases. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you just choke? A little bit. <laughs> and we got so much mileage out of that. In fact, I bet if I went to her house right now, it would still, still be there. on a very accessible shelf because it's, I mean, man, elephantitis is yeah. great. Christmas, I, I'm pretty uh, sure there's elephantitis in the Ripley's, believe it or not. I'm sure Coffee there table is. Book. Sometimes people just want to look at weird things and comment. So that's like a really great. Yeah. And, you know, with the age range we're talking about, most of these kids are reading independently and they like to just absorb this weird information. So lean into it. Um, And I really I really do recommend both those series. Um, I love that. Yeah. Well, I have to throw another shout out to Owen because, um, as you know, he is a he is now a a competitive yo-yoer. I love it. He competed for the first time. I love it. and I just have to say, I think a yo-yo is a great gift because kids are really getting into this culture, like really getting into it. And what I witnessed at the, um, and it's like, it's a great way to keep their hands occupied. Yes. It's like good, clean, fun. You can start with a really cheap, like drugstore yo-yo, or you can go up to very expensive yo-yos. I was going to ask, is there a big quality difference? Like there I is would... like the, the, what it can do is yeah. different. So I think the first yo-yo we got Owen was like maybe 10 bucks. And I think I bought it at Walgreens. It was mm-hmm. one of those, like I was buying stocking stuffers probably the night before Christmas and grabbed one. It was a, you know, just a Duncan. Just yeah. Like what you would get in your Easter basket or whatever right. when you were a kid. Um, and then since then he's gone up, he, he has spent as much as $69 wow. on a yo-yo. You could spend more than that. He bought a pair of gloves cause they reduced the um, drag on your fingers. So that's for <laughs> when you get really serious and then they do it. different things. Like some of them, they, you know how like when you yo-yo, like it pops back up, like a yeah. regular yo-yo. You, yeah. So a lot of like a lot of serious yo-yoers don't want that for whatever reason. Okay. They don't they don't want it to automatically come up because then okay. I think it uh, reduces the number of tricks you can do. They have some like where it's reversed, so instead of it, you know, instead of it curving like a ball, uh, it's flipped. It's like a butterfly. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They've got ones you can spin on your finger. Like, there's so many kinds. And that's the quality. Definitely, like, the kind of ball bearings. Owen was telling me all about the ball bearings and them and what's important. And he's really nerded out over it. But what I thought was so cool at this event that I went to in Chicago that he was competing at, there were, like, hundreds of little boys, you know, boys, like, 10 to yeah. and up to teenagers. And they were so supportive, and they're all just yo-yoing all over the place, and like really getting into it. It was just like the cutest, nerdiest thing I ever saw. So it is awesome. I just think it's a good thing to try. And and like Owen's also got friends who yo-yo just because Owen yo-yos, and they don't take yeah. it that seriously. Yeah. But it's kind of fun to see them all standing around yo-yoing. And and there was only one girl, by the way, in the entire competition. And I want to see more girl yo-yoes. Yes. So let's, we need let's to get, start, start encouraging this to happen. Absolutely. That's, but that's so it was great. Really fun. Um, and now, of course, with all the YouTube videos and everything, I can see a kid, you know, getting a yo-yo for Christmas, but then like having that turn into just something fun to research and look into and start to practice yes. and all that. I love yep. it. Exactly. It's something good for them. Again, it's like it's like a way to obsess over something positive. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and some kids need that positive totally. sort of direction to totally. their obsessions. So. All right. So my next one is a 
craft from our youth, and that is shrinky dinks. My kids Gosh, cannot. I love shrinky dinks. I love shrinky dinks. My kids can do them every day. And what I found this year, I actually went on Amazon and sent this as one of the gift ideas to one of the grandparents, is um, like blank shrinky dink sheets. So there's so many different shrinky dink kits. If you remember from when you were a kid, you oh, know, yeah. you color them and then they shrink. We have a toaster oven, which I have to say is hugely beneficial because it has a setting where I can you know, put it at 350, just like a normal oven, but it's really easy to pop them in and out on a piece of foil. So we do shrinky dinks kind of all the time, actually. And they never do anything with the shrunken pieces no, of plastic. No, I was just going to say that. Never. I, no. I remember my very first shrinky dinks I remember were the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> nice. I was probably three or four. I very clearly remember taking them out and being like, well, that's done. But there's something so magical about it's, shrinky dinks. I was just thinking, what is the appeal? It's magic. It is. It's like chemical magic. It is. And and there's something about, too, like the artistic side of it. Like Violet is Violet's actually a really good colorer for her age. She's almost five. Um, so she can color in the lines and all that. But when it shrinks down, the colors get bolder. So like we have some that are, you know how coloring books have kind of gone to this like abstract designs, like, you know, cool. Oh, yeah. Um. So they're like that. And so she'll color it and it looks okay when it's big, but when it's shrunken, it kind of really looks amazing. Like the colors get yes. more vibrant and it, you lose some of the parts where she maybe went outside the lines. So I think there's that aspect of it. And yeah, they totally never do anything. Like we have kits where they're supposed to be making <laughs> jewelry or, but they never really do anything. Thing. It's just it's a it's a pastime again, good clean fun. Um, you guys know I'm not like a huge crafter, but the mess and the cleanup isn't bad. And so, like I said, this year I did find some blank sheets on on Amazon where they really could just design their own. And I think that's what yeah. I'm going to do next because we've kind of we've gotten we've gone through so many of the kits, but they're so cheap. So again, a stocking stuffer or a gift, you know, that's just not expensive, and we'll just keep everybody busy. So. Shrinky dinks. I love it. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I have not delved back into Shrinky Dinks. In fact, I can't remember like seeing them anywhere. So I just forgot they existed kind of. Amazon. I, I don't see them in Amazon. stores a lot, but Amazon. And um, I in terms of like the upper age limit, I can't think of anyone who wouldn't enjoy Shrinky Dinks. Like I could that, think no, you could me, take that all too. the way up into the teen years. So and, and this isn't on my list, but that reminds me of color forms. And I think I need to get some color forms in my house. Do you remember color forms? Yeah, they remind like, me. Is it like stained like, glass? Um, no, they were just like like decal like not stickers because they don't okay. stay stuck but they were like scene entire scenes that were made up of these like little plastic clings oh and so okay. you create a whole scene and then you could take it all apart and then okay create another scene they're awesome and i bet they're still out there someplace and sure i remember playing with them for hours and because you can move everything around and oh like, that's really fun yeah it's really really fun so we well even though that wasn't on my list and i don't even we'll know put if it in would, anyway they still exist if they exist, we will. We will I'm writing it down. Right <laughs> You're writing now, that so down right exists. now. I can hear mm -hmm. you tip, 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 mm -hmm. typing away. All right. Well, kind of along those lines, I guess my next one is just fun art supplies. And I know that's very open ended and it totally depends on your kid and stuff. Um, not all kids are seem super artistic. Like for Clara, one time I went to, I think, Michael's mm -hmm. and I spent like $200 on art supplies for her because I just went nuts in there. I didn't take her with me on purpose because I right. knew everything in there she would want. But then I just got so excited about the yeah. stuff I knew she would want. And then I went crazy. So I don't do that anymore. <laughs> it was like, I couldn't even stop. Yeah. But for Christmas um, in Chicago, there is a place called uh, Blick. I mean, yes, it's a I big remember Blick. Supply store. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about Blick is I went there specifically to get stocking stuffers for Clara, but I found stuff for everybody because mm -hmm. they know how to make a profit. So yeah. you've got your serious art people stuff. You've got your oils and you've got your you know pastel chalks and all that mm -hmm. stuff but there's also a huge like gift and junk section mm -hmm. with cool stuff that you 
even if your kid doesn't seem particularly artistic, you will find fun stuff. And I'll also say that I think our sponsor, Stencil Revolution, falls right in that category. Yeah, like totally. Fun art stuff that would be great for someone who loves crafts and art, but also maybe someone who just likes to make posters mm-hmm. or who likes to personalize things. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. It's like it falls under the art supply category, but really it's so much more than that. Everyone likes to create. And so I think that that's just a it's just a fun go to. And especially this age range where yes. sometimes it's hard to find other kinds of stuff. Well, and I think something you've hit on is that this age range has often aged out of the Crayola aisle at Target or yes. the prepackaged kits. You and I have spent I time talking about to do prepackaged kits. <laughs> so um, what I think is so great about what you're saying is like go in, go somewhere where the raw supplies are there and just get a couple things that speak to you. Um, you're This reminded me of uh, we were shopping for a birthday gift recently. We were at Target, but I just did not want to do the typical Target aisle thing because my, you know, right. I think she was turning nine. She was a friend of Allegra's and they've just, they've just have everything. They have all of those lip gloss kits already. They have yes. it all. And so you know how much parent involvement is necessary. For exactly. And then it just too. gets thrown away. So we went into yep. more of like the maker crafty aisle and we got her a wooden letter S because her name was Sophia and we got her two colors of craft paint and some, um, like jewel, like stick on or glue on jewel. So we basically like kind of created our own craft kit where she could make a, a monogram initial to hang in her room somewhere. But it was so fun. And I could even see Allegra picking this out for her friend being like kind of understanding it like, oh, she could take this and she could do this with it. So I think right. they're old enough where choosing those raw materials and letting them be a little more creative with it is is so much a better plan than a prepackaged kit. So I love that. Yep, absolutely. Love it. Okay, so my next suggestion is a magazine subscription. Um, And so this would be something that the kid would not open on Christmas Day. And, of course, you need a balance of this. But I think kids in this age range are old enough to kind of understand the concept of a gift that we'll keep giving throughout the year, especially because it's not going to be the only thing they have on Christmas. And so this is something we do almost every year. Usually it's a grandparent or something. So I just wanted to throw out a couple of our favorite kid magazines. Um, There's one called Ask ASK, which actually stands for Arts and Sciences for Kids, and it's put out by Cricket okay. Media, which has been around. Cricket's been around forever, um, and it be, it's called Arts and Sciences, and it really is a mix. That's why I like it. It's not. It's it's almost like the New Yorker for kids. That sounds that sounds sort of <laughs> like snobby. It's it, but it's a mix of. Um, science stuff like stories comics and it's completely kid i mean the kids love it i would say it's probably any kid who's reading independently maybe seven and up um but it is fantastic and i feel like not a lot of people know about that one so that one's ask ask um allegra loves the american girl magazine which is not the same as the catalog but the actual magazine um <laughs> and, and, I think, and and they did such like such a good job i think yeah. american American they do. Girl stuff. They do a really good job with their they, stuff. Yeah. They Sorry. do. And I looked at it a couple years ago and thought she might not be ready for it. Just some of the content, not that it was inappropriate, but just a geared a little more toward like preteen. And then lo and behold, like a year goes by and it's like, okay, this is def- she's definitely right in this wheelhouse now. So I would say like, you know, a mature eight or a nine and up for that one. And then, yeah. you know, highlights and highlights high five, which is the preschool version those are just classics. We've had Ranger Rick. We've had National Geographic Kids. We've kind of rotated through a few. But um, kids in this age range, like I said, are able to kind of appreciate, I think, getting something every month, um, even if it's not a, quite as exciting on Christmas morning. So right. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I love that. Well, mine is this one's going to be pretty quick. It's a journal and a good pen. 
And nice. I remember very clearly when my sister gave me my first real journal. Aww. I was either eight or nine, and it was beautiful. It had this really beautiful embroidered cover, and mm-hmm. she gave me a really nice pen to go with it. And I will say since then, like, I have really been a big fan of the journal as a gift because I think there's something there for everybody. Like, yeah. um, your kid might not be the kid who's actually going to write Dear Diary today, right. I blah, blah, blah. They might use it to sketch. They might use it to just jot down notes. They might use it to be pretend they're Harriet the Spy. And yeah. I've used journals for all of those things and yep. more. Um, I just feel like you can't go wrong. Like, just with giving them, like, a blank space. Yes to write their thoughts and then like a great ob- like a great ut- uh not utensil jeez what would you call that a writing Im- utensil yeah implement yeah an implement thank you <laughs> an implement with which to record said thoughts or drawings or whatever you kind of can't go wrong and it's one of those things where i feel like when they're old enough for it they'll appreciate it so you yep. kind of have to like i wouldn't give one a really beautiful journal to a 6 year old because you could probably give them a notebook and right. they wouldn't care yeah. but like you know 9 and 10 and nine, yep. like, yeah, it just feels special and like, wow, this is just for me to write down what I'm thinking or doing. Or yeah. I, I just remember the feeling of specialness. And I also remember feeling like it was such a grown-up gift Yes, that it really stuck with me. And I had yes. been given gimmicky diaries before that with the lock right. and the key. Yes. And like, I got a, I had a Beezus and Ramona one <laughs> that was kind of fun. But I, I just remember this one in particular being like a milestone gift yep. for me. And I will never forget it. No, I, I 100% agree. Co-sign on all of that. Um. <laughs> All right, so my next one is kind of a stocking stuffer, but I think it's a fun one. And it is flashlights, because what kid does not like their own flashlight? Uh, we have done this a couple sure. different ways. There's First of all, they're cheap. I have gotten small mini uh, LED ones just on Amazon that aren't very big, but actually shine really bright. And um, there's something about just getting their own flashlight that feels special, even if in yeah. a month or so it ends up in the drawer with all the other flashlights. Um, so... I guess that brings up a bigger point about stocking stuffers for this age group, which is sometimes you have to think outside of like the target uh, dollar bin because that stuff starts to feel repetitive. Mm. They age out of some of it. You know, it's it's stuff that they everybody's gotten before. So sometimes if you like think about, like you said, the art supply store or the hardware store, the Home Depot, like sometimes there's just small things that kids appreciate that aren't necessarily geared toward kids. Does that make sense? So flashlights has been one that we've done. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And that, that also feels like a, such a, like something I think that we forget sometimes about kids is they love functional things. Like it's like things that do things, real things like illuminate. Right. It seems so basic. It's not a toy. But for that age range, it's perfect. And they can use it to make, you know, shadow puppets. They can exactly. use it to just help them find something outside. Like, there's a million ways to use it. And that's what I think makes it so fun. It's I like will, the ultimate open-ended toy. It is. I will, I'll link up the specific LED flashlights we got. I think it was last year's stocking. Um, because yeah. they are small enough that Violet got one and she was not even four at the time. But they're not, yeah. they are not a kid product. They're like a regular product. Um, and they came in a bunch of colors. And they, they are still in use. They take a couple batteries mm-hmm. and they're good little flashlights. Nice. All right. So my next one, oh, this is going to be one of those things that's maybe <laughs> maybe going to make a few people groan, but bear with me here. It's stuffed animals. Now, I will say that when my kids were really little, babies, toddlers, preschoolers, I hated stuffed animals with a white hot passion because we had 8 million of them. Yeah. They served no purpose. They collected, like they were just everywhere. And I feel like that's one of those default gifts that people give babies because they don't yeah. know what else to get them. And babies don't know what to do with them. Or they buy them to a company, like an outfit right. to make it like a bigger gift or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely remember feeling overwhelmed by them when my kids were really little. But 
One thing I will say, remembering back to when I was a kid of about 8, 9, 10, I loved dolls. Like, I was a big baby doll player. And around that age, probably like 9, 10, I started to kind of get the sense I was outgrowing dolls. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like anyone told me I was. I just started to, like, kind of figure out that I was. Like, I was just picking up on that. But I was still – it was still, like, somehow okay for me to play with stuffed animals. And I've, like, really paid attention to my kids in the last few years and how they relate to stuffed animals. And honestly, except for my two adults, my mm-hmm. two adult children, I could get a stuffed animal for any one of my younger three kids mm-hmm. and they would all love it. And it, it might be, like, um, it might be one of those little ones from, like, the hotel gift shop. You right. know, <laughs> like, one of the little guys, like, a beanie baby size right. type. Or the, the ones with the big eyes are big. Right yes, the beanie boos. Yeah. The be- beanie boos. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I just find that it's one of those things that's like it makes a kid feel like they're still a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like a transitional mm-hmm. toy. And honestly, every time I've gotten one for the kids, even like, you know, my 11-year-old, 12-year-old mm-hmm. son, they like them. So um, I'm putting my... them on my list because I think they're still legitimate. <laughs> so still legitimate I, was, gift. I was letting you get through all that to say my okay. kids love stuffed animals. Like all of them love them and I will – give them stuffed animals until they stop loving them. And, and yes. I do, I have, I do goodwill some of them after a while because they're literally like, it has to be like a one in one out policy at this point. Right. But Reed, you know, Reed's the only boy and he's not particularly like nurturing or into cute things. Mm-hmm. Normally he's the, the engineer, like the Lego guy. He, lo- he's so tender with stuffed animals. It's yes. so adorable. And they play with them in so many different ways. So I, I just a hundred percent agree with you. And I almost, as much as I am, uh, like I don't normally like waste or like a lot of excess. I feel like with stuffed animals, the giving and receiving of them is so, they get so excited about everything, yeah. like the little beanie boos, like all of it, that it's like kind of one area that I've just allowed a lot of excess like you want another tiger like we have six tigers and my kids are all really into like science and nature and so we have a lot of stuffed animals that are kind of realistic you know like Mm -hmm. so there'll be like a penguin mama and a penguin baby and they just they love them so I I agree yeah and I remember too like having I had these this enormous stuffed bear when I was a a little not even a little kid like eight you know I think I got when I was like eight years old I remember carting that back and forth between my mom and dad's house mm-hmm. like and feeling like that was a real security object for me, yeah. even though I didn't play with it yeah. by the time I was 10 or 11. But I just wanted it around. And, you know, I collected stuffed animals when I was in high school. Yeah. I just kind of used – I would have like one on my bed and yeah. it would be like, oh, this is my cute stuffed animal. Or I'd, yeah. Or I'd have one on my dresser or whatever. And, and I just think that that's such a universal like – I don't know. Like I said, it's like a transitional toy. It's I like agree. not a doll. It's not a baby doll. It's not a – my little pony or a Barbie. <laughs> yeah. But it's something you can have around that feels like being a kid. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. And oh, speaking stuffies. of the big one, like you said, you dragged back and forth. Um, Last year, Santa actually brought like giant, giant stuffed animals to my kids. Uh-huh. And I have mixed feelings about that because we are talking like Violet got a kangaroo. Oh, kang- no, I've seen them. Like, Violet they got can a- ride them. Yeah. Violet got a <laughs> yeah. kangaroo that's like taller than her. Um, so that is it has presented a storage issue. I'm not sure that I would ask Santa for that again, but it it was 
quite an impressive Christmas morning, I will say. I can, there was oh, a, and that's the thing. They go nuts over them. Yeah. Right. There was a kangaroo, a gorilla, and a orca, like a like a killer whale. Um, so if you and, can't get your kids a cat or a kitten or a puppy for Christmas, yeah. get them a giant a killer giant. whale. And like, <laughs> and like the cost of a giant stuffed animal is definitely more, but it's not as much as like a bike or like other no, like right. large size <laughs> Um, and I have also seen like um, Ruby, my niece, has uh-huh. like an enormous, I, I want to say a tiger or something. There's a lot of physical play that happens with yeah. that. Yeah. Inside. They no, don't my need kids to be outside like, riding My kids around. like ride them down the stairs, like yeah. <laughs> surf them. Yeah. 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 Good times. Um, okay. So moving on. Uh, my next suggestion is a wristwatch. And uh, here's what I will say about wristwatches. None of my kids have gone on to wear them regularly or like check the time regularly but it is always a fun just like what you were saying about functional gifts like kids like things that feel grown up and can do things um I think you can get so there's the wristwatches for kids that are like $5.99 that are terrible that will break immediately. Yes, exactly. But there then there's like a tier that is not very much more. Maybe twenty dollar range. Yeah, twenty dollar range. You could go digital or analog, and there's some really cute styles. And I, th- we've done this a couple different times, and in every case, the kid just feels really grown up. They feel like yes. it's like almost like a piece of jewelry or like a mm-hmm. grown up thing. And you know, does it get worn and used in the way that we use our watches? Maybe not, but it it definitely has a fun feeling grown up, feeling like, and then you could talk about telling time, you know, especially yep. with this age range. So I just think that's a fun, slightly unique. You don't, not everybody thinks of it. Um, and so that's a fun one too. I love that. And I will, I will add clocks to that. I think kids, oh, you know, yeah. I think a watch is, is uh, different because it's, it's personal. It's on right. your wrist, but I think kids really love clocks. As I well, never thought about that. Reason. That's so true. Just yes, they really, really do. Yeah. It's a great idea. Oh, so I'm at my last one. This has been so fun talking about this. I didn't realize I could get so excited. Talking I know about it is really fun. Spending money, money, but, <laughs> um, the last one I'm going to suggest is a subscription box. I know we've talked a lot about subscription boxes for adults because we mm-hmm. have several that we've both tried out and um, some that we've had as sponsors and stuff. And I think they're so fun. Like the idea of getting like something kind of unexpected and just for you yeah. in the mail is so appealing. And they have them for kids. Nice. And so one that I'm just going to call out, it's called Wonderful Objects. Um, It's actually the company was started by an old school mom blogger friend of mine named Megan Jordan. And she and I kind of like were writing around the same time and met at a bunch of conferences and stuff. And then she started this company and I was intrigued by it because it's awesome. It's basically <laughs> like you get a box, um, you know, quarterly, I believe is when they send it out and it's just full of cool stuff around a theme. Oh, so like one, I got this for Owen last Christmas and one of them, like the whole um, theme was, I want to say like illumination and he got like a light box that he could put those little plastic letters, yes. you know, what I'm I talking know about? exactly what you mean. Yes. And he loved that. Like, Say you have a light box and you can make it say anything. Is it going to say Owen's room? Is it going to say keep out? Like, what is it going to say? Mm-hmm. Like, and he just play with that. He's gotten so many cool things from it and he loved it. And I kind of bought it just on a whim. I didn't know if, that he would like it that much just because, I don't know, the objects are all over the place and I didn't know that he'd get into something like that. He loved it and got so excited. And like a letter comes telling you that your box is on its way, which also kind oh, of that's cool. creates the, yeah. you know, the anticipation. 
And Clara actually cried because she was so jealous that she didn't get one last year. So guess what's on Clara's nice. Christmas list? Very nice. Year. I yeah, love exactly. it. Well, and yeah. kind of going back to what we were talking about, simple pleasures and like good, clean fun. Um, just the physical objects is so different than what a lot of kids this age are into, which happens to be yes. digital or like, you know, on a screen. So I love that. That's a great idea. Great idea. Um, okay. So I'm at my last one. And this is... Um, um, have you ever seen like these 3D maze balls? It's They're made by a company called Perplexus. And I think there's other brands as well. But it looks like a it's a sphere that you would hold in your hand, maybe the size of like a small basketball. And it's a 3D maze. So you're working like a small metal ball through a maze. Oh, um, talk about cool. something that will keep a kid. Owen would actually probably love this with his like with his mind and ability to focus and they go Mm -hmm. from all the way. I would say there are some that like six and seven year olds could do, but the ones we have are challenging even for adults. So this goes right on up. Um, I will say the annoyance factor of the sound of the little ball moving through the maze is like, I'm going to call it moderate. It's not the most annoying toy sound I've ever heard, but you know, you hear it, Um, but it keeps kids busy forever. And um, they're again, like going back to just the convenience for parents, it's easy to store, no batteries, nothing like that. And so again, the brand is Perplexus. They're available on Amazon. And I think if you were just starting out, especially if your kid was on the younger end, um, the original, I think it, I'll link to it, but I think it's just the Perplexus original. And then you'll see it's like the genius one and the Star Wars one. And the, we have maybe three or four and the kids go back to them again and again. So it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Love it. I had no idea that existed, but I could totally see that in the right hands. Yes. <laughs> Being very fun. Yeah. And like, it would be the kind of thing that if you got it for Owen, then pretty soon the older boys would totally be trying to beat it because it exactly. is actually challenging. It's, it's definitely yeah. challenging. So Okay, well, we're going to wrap up this gift guide episode, Um, but guess what, guys? There's more in your feed today, so depending on the ages of your kids and who you're buying for, check out my episode with Katie on little kids and then our other episode on teens and adults, and we'll also be back tomorrow with a regular old episode of the Mom Hour, so we didn't take that away from you. Bonus! I know. (laughs) All right, this has been fun, and everything will be in the show notes at themomhour.com. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Tease Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Tease Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. 
Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.